Hey there, friends. It's Nick. So I said yesterday I was going to talk a little bit about Ed Sheeran, the Ed Sheeran gig and the process that he goes through, which I think is quite interesting. I mentioned before that if you look at Sheeran's backstory, you know, a big part of it is this, this sort of process he went through way back when, when essentially he was just learning his craft. And I say just, but of course, learning your craft is absolutely it's absolutely critical if you want to be good at anything. And what he was doing essentially was rather like, I know there are people who, who want to be great public speakers, who they just decide they're going to book themselves in to everything they can, every opportunity to get up on a stage in front of people, because they want to build that muscle. They want to build that ability to stand up in front of people and, and not be afraid to know what they're going to say, all those kind of skills that you need for that. And back then Sheeran was essentially saying to anyone who would listen, I will turn up at your student bar or in your living room or wherever it might be for an opportunity to pay, not to pass opportunity to play, not to be paid, but to give me that, that experience. And I will just do it and do it and do it and do it. And of course, one of the things that meant is that he had, he had no entourage. He didn't have sound people. He didn't have a band. He was doing everything himself. And one of the things that's really interesting about the gig, although this time on this particular tour, I haven't seen him before, but I, I gather that this is the first time he's toured with a band and they were, they were playing maybe with him for about a third of this concert, but most of the time it's just him and his loop machine. Now, if you're not familiar with this, a loop machine is something where essentially you, you record something and then you play it back on a loop. That's the name. So for probably 60% of the songs in this concert, he would start with something like a beat against his guitar or some breath work or something and record, I don't know how many bars, maybe four bars of that. And then it would just loop. So you have one layer and it's just the basics. It's the fundamentals. It's kind of the structure. And then of course. He goes around again and he's adding something. It might be the, the bass or whatever, the basic kind of melody. And what he's doing is over these layers, through this layering approach, through this looping back approach, he's building something that sounds deep and complex. I mean, relatively speaking, it's, you know, it's not, it's not Beethoven, but it, but you know, it, it's got that, it's got those layers and over the top of that, he then sings and he's obviously a a virtuoso that all this thing is operated by a foot pedal and he had, he had like several of these machines around this circular stage, which rotated. He was, he wasn't playing at one, one end of Wembley. It wasn't live aid. It was in the middle. He was in the middle of the pitch on this massive circular stage with hatch, which had trap doors and fireworks and flame machines and goodness knows what, but most importantly, it had various versions of this looping kit. And he could run around and loop around, um, to his heart's content. And it, and it's interesting this because so much of his virtuosity is based on this, this really fundamental skill, this, this being able to build this track, these tracks layer by layer live every night. And it, of course, you know, it speaks to me because we've talked so much on this podcast about the value of. Um, of looping back, of doing the fundamentals, of learning the craft, 
I was just talking to a mate of mine who's, who's recently bought his own boat and, um, you know, a lot of people who haven't, who haven't been in boats much sort of think that they're kind of like cars on water. But if you've been out on the ocean, you know, that boats don't, they don't respond that way. I've talked about this before as well, I think. So you really need to get into the feel of, of not just boats in general, but the particular boat you're piloting. And my friend very sensibly, once he bought his boat, he did a day with a, an expert just focusing on the fundamentals, like the, the leaving the dock and the coming back to the dock and doing it again and again and again. And it's a bit like, um, there's that famous Bruce Lee quote where he says, I'm not scared of someone who's practiced a thousand different kicks. I'm scared of the person who's practiced one kick a thousand times. And we've talked about this in relation to, to kind of mastery, mastery of whatever we're doing, whether it's, you know, writing copy or telling stories or looping your music in front of, you know, people 20 years ago who really didn't want to hear you sing. They weren't there to hear you sing, but just that practice, that practice of, of looping back over the fundamentals, I think is, is really interesting. And it's one of those things that we kind of lose in our, in our rush to tick things off. We think I've read that book. I've seen that movie. I've, you know, I, I've done that experience, tick, tick, tick. And what we lose, of course, and I'm, I'm as guilty of this as anyone, probably more, more guilty than most of you, but what we lose in that approach is the understanding is the depth is that ability to actually internalize things. And it was one of the things that really impressed me about Sharon's performance on Thursday night It's the, his ability to be up there in front of 80,000 people with just this machine and to build this track layer by layer live every night. It's, uh, it's quite a story he's telling anyway. Remember, your story means business. And if you want to dig deeper into the stuff that I do, search online for stories.business. Bye now.